Hey guys, and welcome to the Brandon Fraser podcast, where we talk everything and anything Brandon Fraser. All right, so we've been away for a while. How long has it been? Like yeah, it's a been month a while. and a half. I think our last episode was about Since. the Mummy Returns. Yeah, which we need to do the third one. Yeah, well, yes, I've been looking forward to watching the third film because it's been a long time. I mean, maybe like only a year, but I've only seen it a few times in my life because it's it's got some rough moments, like the Yeti. Abominable snowman! It's been a while. I think I've only seen it twice, and it's been a while since I watched it. But we're going to get to that next year. Oh, we better. Right? Yeah. But yeah. But no, we're back. Hopefully you guys missed us. If not, then thanks, I guess, for that. Um, Let's see. We do have a little bit of Fraser um, news, actually. I know it's been a minute since we've heard anything from him since, like, what, Doom Patrol? Yeah. Since the announcement of that. So there's still no word on um, season two of Trust yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say, though, at this point, because the first season came out in March last year. So it's like, I mean, maybe they're going to yeah. do it in summer, maybe next fall, but of Trust. You mean, you mean this year? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came out in March, you know, like, yeah, nine months ago. So, I mean, at this point last year, we you know, we knew the show was coming. So, I mean, I I don't see it coming back, but... But they haven't even, like, if it wasn't coming back, they haven't even mentioned that it's canceled either. True. That's true. Which is odd as well. But I guess we're still, let's hopefully hear something about that soon. But speaking of trust, though... Uh, I don't know if you follow the AV Club. I do not. Or, well, they're kind of like of an entertainment um, website, whatever. And so they basically put out like a list of best of 2018 performances. Uh, and guess who made it in that list? Brennan Fraser. Exactly. He made it into the list as. Um, one of the uh, best performances of this year. And it's uh, they actually use, as an example, they use the scene where uh, Fraser talks about... No, the I can't remember which episode it was, but where he talks about Vietnam War and the football game. We call in for a couple birds. They had two locals with us. One was a tracker and the other one's a translator. And they're late to the evac site. We've already dusted off. They jump. And they hang on to the treads. And we're airborne. The bird starts doing one of these. So they use that scene as uh, their performance um, example. Which is a great great scene, scene. I I would say. I still really expected Brendan Fraser to be nominated for a Golden Globe. And it bothered me so much that the TV show Versace was nominated for multiple acting nominations and I think best like limited TV series that show I I watched all the all of because it, it was bad you know why 
they have such a boner for Ryan Murphy. That makes sense. What's his name? The guy that played Rosachi. What's his name? Uh, Edgar Ramirez. Edgar, yeah, Edgar Ramirez. Yeah, no, Ramirez. he was great though. But um, my sister met him. Ooh, how? Yeah. Um, at the well, I'm not gonna say where exact, uh, what place exactly, but at a restaurant. Did she just walk up to him? Uh, no, she works at that restaurant. So he kind of walked up to her. <laughs> She's a hostess at a restaurant. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's weird. I mean, I don't know. I didn't even bother watching it. It looked really cheap to me. I only watched it because I liked the first season with Travolta and David Schwimmer about O.J. Simpson. Yeah, the O.J. Simpson was great. That was but... amazing. The second season it was nothing like... What I liked about the first season, which was about a courtroom, you know, more of like an actual trial, you know. But right. the second season, I do not recommend it. Yeah, I didn't bother to watch it. Okay, let's see. Doom Patrol. So, there's been some mixed articles saying, um, like, they've been putting out the exact date as to when it's going to premiere. But unfortunately, those aren't correct. They are not correct. So, hopefully, no one gets excited about the actual date um, because they've narrowed it down to February 2019 as to the set premiere. Okay. So, um, also, news about that, uh, one of our followers is actually a extra in it. And Ooh. he has this, yeah, he has a scene with um, Alan, Alan Tudyk. That's how you pronounce his last name? Tudyk? Tudyk or Tudyk. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to mess it up, but... I don't know. I already did, so yeah. doesn't matter. But yeah, one of our followers totally um, has a scene with him, so hopefully it makes the cut and we get to see him. Yeah. So, let's look out for that. And last but not least, um, it was Brandon's 50th birthday on December 3rd. Woo. So... Hopefully, everybody kind of, like, celebrated and watching his movies. I know. I think I watched... What did I watch? Oh, I watched um, Blast from the Past. Yeah. In honor of his birthday. Wow. <laughs> so, this is public transportation. My father says it becomes more and more important because of pollution, which is more and more carbon dioxide and other hazardous gases in the air. You have a gun, by the way. <laughs> Man, that, that's a go-to. That's a go-to. Yes. Definitely a go-to. All right, but yeah, that's the news of Fraser. Um, anything else, Daniel? Man, I think that's it. All right. Wait, you so. know what? Let me check his website real quick. Ooh. I have not checked in a, a few months, so let's check out brennanfraser.com. Let's see what we have. Okay, I'm gonna. You can choose the flash enhanced high bandwidth site or the traditional HTML low bandwidth. Let's go with the flash enhanced, shall we? <laughs> um, okay, I don't have the latest version of Flash Player, so I can't go to that one. Um, what? I'm gonna go with let's... the traditional. Let's see what we have. Okay, traditional. Okay. Let's check out the announcements. See if he updated this. And okay, he has a newer link. New Orleans loved and remembered a photographic a photographic exhibit by Aaron Flynn and Brenna Fraser. And that is in, okay, that's September to November. 
2005. So it's, a, uh, <laughs> it's still a little bit behind. Um, again, that's just one of the things where it's just shocking to me because, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't have time or doesn't want to pay anybody to do it. But, like, there are people out there like me that would genuinely want to see what he's up to and see yeah. more of his photographs. Cause, again, go to the site. He's got a lot of photographs on here, which are pretty cool to check out. And, you know, if anybody ever meets him in person to say, hey, please update your site. Give us more on social media. Like people want to know what he's up to. Yeah. So anyways, that's we'll check back next episode and see if we get anything. Uh. It's the sense of touch. Any real city you walk, you know, you brush past people, people bump into you. In L.A., nobody touches you. We're always behind this metal and glass. Here's the thing. Brennan Fraser was in a Best Picture winner in 2005 called Crash. And there's a lot of debate about this movie where, I mean, one Best Picture, but it is considered by many people to be the worst Best worst Picture best winner. Picture. Now, I disagree with that. Oh my god. Carla does not. Now, it, there's a lot to like about this movie. Brennan Fraser, I mean, he's in the movie as like a supporting character. He plays the DA, Rick Cabot. Yes. And he says multiple times, find Flanagan. Where's Flanagan? Give me Flanagan. Give yourself a raise. So he's got some lines in there. <laughs> but it's not your normal Brennan Fraser role. You it's know? not. But that's what I like not. about it. Like, he's there. It's like toned down. But it's still Brendan Fraser. And what you don't like the movie, right? I loathe the movie. Did you always hate this movie? Yes. The first time I watched it was that same year. I watched it and I had to turn it off halfway of how much I hated it. Really? Yeah. I hated it. Like... It's the only thing that I like is the concept of having multiple storylines because Babel did it, um, Amores Perros did it first. Whoa, who was with, that? What was that? Um, Amores Perros. Have you ever seen that movie? Never heard of it. What? Something Perros, which I think yeah. is dog. Yes. Yeah. So it's called Amores Perros. Did I love that must one? love dog John Cusack. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no, but it has, yeah. So it has like that same concept. There's multiple um, storylines going at the same time, but the subject to this is basically racism. Well, how about, okay. When was the last time you watched Crash? Okay, the last time I watched Crash was a couple of months ago because I think we were going to do an actual episode. Right. And, yeah. yeah. So I watched it. Was it like me? Probably during the summer, I watched it, and I still hated it. But I I watched it all the way through. And there was there was only one thing that I liked about it, and I'm gonna wait till the end to tell you. I mean, I can see where people complain about it, and there are issues with it, maybe, and the fact that it won against Brokeback Mountain, and I think Munich, the Spielberg film. Mm-hmm. I'm sure surprised a lot of people, but it's just like. The movie super low budget, as in like I think it costs like seven million to make, which they have all these big actors pretty much probably working pretty close to nothing. There's so many good actors and good characters, 
You have like, like A-list character, like A-list actors. You have Sandra Bullock. You have um, Don Cheadle. You have Ryan Phillippe. You have um, uh, Terrence Howard. Th- Terrence Howard, Thotty Newton, which is amazing actress. Yeah. Um, you have literally A-list. Well, also not to mention Michael Pena. Ugh. You don't like him? No, I have major problems with him. His character, outside of being a character. Well, okay. He's he's a a little problematic for my taste. Just in this movie or other movies, too? No, as in, like, outside of him being an actor. He's a little problematic. Yeah, in real life. Oh, I don't know anything about the guy, but... Yeah. There's just been some interviews that I'm just like, you give me a bad taste in my mouth that I've seen, so... That's no good. Yeah, but whatever. It's not your favorite movie. It's not. What is one thing... I I will tell you this. Sorry to interrupt you, but I will tell you this. I would much rather watch Dudley Do-Right five times in a row than watch this movie. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) That's not true. People don't believe that. (laughs) Listen, I like Dudley Do-Right in that there are some great moments, hilarious moments, but overall, Dudley Do-Right... It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie, but... It's not Fraser's fault it's a bad movie. He acted his heart out. Like, everything is on the screen. It's just... True. <sighs> I don't know. But Anyways. the thing the thing is, this was a bad movie. I'm pretty sure other people are going to be like, no, it was a great movie. Mm, I guess, for you. But for me, it wasn't that great. There, there was poten- The thing is, there was potential, but it was wasted. Like... They could have been, ah, they could have been so many character development in this. It just felt rushed. It, it just like some of it, it didn't even like it wasn't needed. Okay, so I mean, yeah, the movie hits you over the head, like scene after scene, with kind of the same, the same thing. Like, I know what you're saying, but for you, like, what's the one thing where you're like, that's it? Like, you're watching it, you turn it off, like I can't watch it. There's got to be, like, one thing. Is it a character, an actor? Is it the script or, like, what the message the is script. trying to send? It's the script itself. The script was bad. There is potential. There is literally potential. But, like, the storyline was going nowhere to me. Like, what was the result? There was no result. Just other people then realizing, it's like, hey, I'm a total douche. Like, like one was- scene, like, the one scene that really... One of the scenes that kind of pissed me off was this the the spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it the um crash scene uh that has like what's the name Matt Dillon in it and then yeah. it had uh Thotty Newton in it um I think I probably just butcher her name Yeah, did you say Thandi? Ta- yeah, Thandi, isn't it? Thandi? I don't know. I or always Thotty. say like Thotty. It's T H A A N D I E. Thandi. So Thandi. I don't know. I've never actually heard it. Like Thandi, Thandi, Thandi. Thandi. Ma'am. Honey, honey, I'm okay. I got this. Don't you ma'am me. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Look, officer, um, my my wife has had a couple of years. Either way, she's fantastic. If you haven't seen Westworld, you should be watching it right now. She's amazing. Literally, she's amazing and everything. She was like in ER. Because I'm was she watching really? it right now. Yeah. She or was Mission Impossible 2. Oh, she was so hot in it. Yep. Anyways, 
we're getting off the subject here. Um, you remember the crash scene? The, oh, that's where one of the best scenes in the movie. It, the it's music, cool. the slow motion. No, like it's a great scene, but at the same time, it's just like she. After what Dylan did to her, like, and then trying to save her at the same time, and she's like scared for her life. Not only one, because, you know, we think she's about to die. And two, she's, like, having to deal with a guy that assaulted her. Right. So what's the point they're trying to make with that scene, do you think? Because is it that, oh, wow, just because he is a racist and sexually assaulted her that he can still save a life? Like, Yeah, like, he can still be a – he can still be a good guy. Like, shut up. (laughs) That does. That's not gonna, you know, cancel out all the shit you did. I don't know. No, that I just, agree it, with that. It, it maybe it just angered me, and the fact that they're like embracing each other there. I'm like, no. I would have been like, all right, I'll let you like pull me out of here, and then I'm walking away, and I'm much rather hug this pole and cry at it rather than you know embrace you and then have you some sort of change of mind for some reason, you know. So that 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 made me angry. That's one of the scenes that really made me angry. I mean, aside from the fact that you know, in the first scene where like they get st- pulled over by them, by the cops, right? Aside from that, you know, but well, what do you think the Matt Dillon, that whole character, that role, like that um storyline? What do you think the point of it was? Because I mean, they show him pretty much being a terrible person, but yeah, he saves her at the end. But at the same time. He's like, a cop. Like, he didn't know it was her. He was, you know what I true. mean? True. Like, it felt like he was getting, like, some sort of, re- like, redeeming moment. Like, there was some sort of redemption. Right. For him. Like, oh, clarity. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, like, this completely awful person, but, you know, there's still some good in me. No, no, no. I mean, because he had to, he didn't have to save her, but he kind of did. Like, he was on duty. He was going into that car. There probably would have been a better way to show whatever the point of that was. But I, I like the scene. The scene, I mean, like, the scene is great. Like, the message itself, the, the, the his character and, like, what he's trying to do. And, like, the realization after that. Like, I just had a complete, uh, just, I don't know, a, whole, a big problem with it. That's, I hated that scene. That makes sense. I mean... I mean, you have the scene with Michael Pena and his daughter towards the end. I mean, you have the guy at the shop who's been robbed and who accidentally has blanks in his gun. Oh, listen, that was that was I, another one. Listen, in general, like, it's a great scene. It's a great moment. I can watch it and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, the way they did it. He's got blanks. It's very yeah, dramatic, but, over the top, like, too much. But yeah, let's hear it, the downside of that because, I mean, I'm sure you have a problem with it. But, okay, so you basically build up this whole thing for it. Okay, so we know that the that Pena's character is a, like a locksmith or, or whatever. And you see him throughout others, uh, Rick Cabot's story, too, because he's also changing locks in their home. But we'll get to that. So we have the shop owner who's... Um, 
who who's like has a shop in a really bad neighborhood somehow like the back door or something like that isn't closing properly and so Pena's character is basically telling us like no it's not the latch or anything like that you need to get the actual door fixed because it seems like to be uneven therefore it can't be closed so next thing you know the shop gets burglarized and then like wasn't there some like nasty like um yeah they were racist yeah racist yeah something yeah, so that happened. So, of course, he got pissed and then was rummaging through things and found, like, the person's, like, uh, Pena's information. And then he goes to his house and then sits there and, like, basically pulls out a gun at him and blaming him for everything that went down in the shop. When Pena repeatedly told him, it's like, no, I've told you it's not the lock. But at the same time, it's like you have this buildup, dramatic buildup, that he pulls out this gun, and then you have this little girl, and it's like, oh, daddy's here, and then, like, she's, like, running out, and then she jumps up, and then, like, he pulls, like, the, the shop owner pulls the gun. Like, I don't, I don't. So do you have a problem with every character in this movie being, like, a racist or actually a bad person? No, it's, it's. Because everyone in this movie pretty much It's is. like, it's the actions they do when something bad happens to them. Like, the way they react, I guess. But I can see, but here's the thing, I can see the reaction, but at the same time, it doesn't seem realistic enough to me. But, well, yeah. may, but maybe that's just me, and I'm like, no, you're, it's like, I'm living in the bubble. But no, I get it. You know, stuff like that has happened. But it's just the way that they show it. It's like super dramatic for my taste. Like they well, o- did it o- way too over the top with like music. The yeah, that was like my major problem because it would have it would have been okay if it wasn't like this dramatic slow sort of slow mo and like this intense music in the background and then like the zoom in of like each other's faces. Like this is not a western, like an old timey western. That makes sense. I mean, it's tough because it's a movie that's, you know, two hours long and you have like a dozen (laughs) different characters and you see like these small, big scenes. But if it was just with the Matt Dillon character, if it was just his movie, it might be, you'd have more time to really get into what's going on. Not just like shoving these big dramatic scenes in there. Yeah. But all in all, I think when I watch it, I like that everybody's connected to like each character yeah, there. I mean, there is some sort of connection with, like, one another in one way or another, you know? Yeah, it's the love, actually, of uh, racism movies. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, love, actually, way. is a great movie. I mean, I hope everyone's seen that one. That's Yeah, I watched well, it, like, three times last week. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's a classic. Along um, with Serendipity. I, but, we watched, my wife and I watched Serendipity two nights ago, I think. Well, okay, so, back, so with Crash, I mean, the Brennan Fraser character, do you have any problem with that? His storyline, is it not enough? Is it, okay. is he miscast? So, do I think he's miscast? Not necessarily, but I think the way that his character is, it's, it's not strong enough. His character's not strong enough. Okay. Um, and did you notice that he whispers 
in his scenes. Did you notice that? To Sandra Bullock? Bullock? Like, no, the entire time. Like, the only time that you see him, like, have an outburst was, uh, like, after the whole thing with Sandra Bullock. But other than that, he, like, literally whispers. No, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, and I kind of like about like that about his character. He's playing the DA, a very yeah. powerful character, but he's, like, and it's like, Brendan Fraser, but he's, like, he's a toned down, except when he's looking for Flanagan. Flanagan. Get me Flanagan. Find Flanagan, will you? Now. Yes, sir. But, okay, so here's the thing with Fraser's character. So he plays District Attorney of L.A. that is going up for re-election, okay? Okay. A thing happened with him and his wife, who is Sandra Bullock, which they get um, they get robbed, basically, carjacked. So, of course, Sandra Bullock is going to react like how any person who has been you know, attacked or any sort of form of violence, you know, not necessarily loses her shit on <laughs> Cabot, but, you know, she's very opinionated and tells him how it is. Look, why don't you just go lie down, huh? Have you checked on James? Well, of course I've checked on James. I've checked on him every five minutes since we've been home. Do not patronize me. I'm... I want the locks changed again in the morning. Shh, it's okay. Just go to bed, all right? Do you know what? Didn't I just ask you not to treat me like a child? So, you can also see that he tries to see if he can manipulate the press and not make this a black and white thing. Because he's also trying to get that black vote. No matter how we spin this thing, I'm either going to lose the black vote or I'm going to lose a law and order vote. Yeah, I think you're worrying too much. I have a lot of support in the black community. So, there's a little, you know, a little racism in his part, too. Because all he cares about is trying to get that black vote. And if this story gets out, then he's going to lose the vote. All right. If we can't duck this thing, we're going to have to neutralize it. What we need is a picture of me pinning a medal on a black man. Bruce? The firefighter. They put the, the one who saved the camp or something on uh, Northridge. What's his name? He's Iraqi. He's Iraqi. Well, he looks black. He's dark-skinned, sir, but he's Iraqi. His name's Saddam Kahum. Saddam. His, his name's Saddam. Oh, that's, that's, real, that's real good, Bruce. Yeah, I'm going to pin a medal on an Iraqi named Saddam. Give yourself a raise, will you? So. But yeah, that, I guess this movie, the whole thing is they want you to think, oh, maybe this person, like, maybe you're wrong for thinking something. Like the opening mm-hmm. scene where he's walking with his wife down the street and then you have, mm-hmm. um, what's the what's the rapper's name? Uh, Ludacris. You have Ludacris. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, oh, the other guy, Lawrence Tate, is that right? They make the whole thing like, why would why would she move closer to him? Why are they afraid of us? Like, we're well-dressed mm-hmm. young men. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, because we have guns. So it's like, they want the audience to think, oh, wow, we're, we're misjudging the situation. We should feel bad. And, oh, guess what? You were right if you thought they were gangsters because they have guns. Yeah. So that was a little bit like, really? Come on. But overall, I mean, Brendan Fraser, I mean, he, I guess for you, he's probably the reason to watch it at this point. Maybe would watch it one more time, but probably fall asleep to it. Okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's just not. It's just like. You type in crash film and you're going to read so many articles about how it's not a great movie. But, you know, it. it's his only, the only movie where, the only Brennan Fraser film that's won Best Picture, right? Yeah. Probably. 
Probably, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's good. It's a plus. Other than that, like, yeah, he fit in, but he was just too nonchalant about his whole character. Because, like, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking of a DA, I'm thinking like you know, Law and Order SVU type of DA. You know how like they're like, you know, these badass guys and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so what do you think? I mean, casting Brennan Fraser as the DA. I if no okay, it's okay to cast Brandon Fraser as a DA, but I didn't like how the character was executed. Like if the execution was a little bit different, like if he was a little bit more, more of an asshole, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Like more of a jerk, more like if if you know the scene with Sandra Bullock and like him. I wish there was like a f- actual fighting, like a yelling match. There wasn't really much. It's like, just keep your voice down. And then it's like, well, what do you want me to do? And that was like the only outburst. And then like he goes to the next scene and it's like he goes into one more outburst and that's it. Like, I wanted more. I wanted something more powerful than that. I can see that. Yeah, they definitely could have pushed it a bit more. I think it's st- it's still interesting they would, you know, have Brendan Fraser, you know, play that character. Because, I mean, I guess everyone has their own view of like who he is a- as an actor, the characters he plays. Mm-hmm. And then to put him in this role, it kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I like that it's different because at this point you're figuring, you know, George of the Jungle, the mummy, bedazzled blast from the past. And it's like, yeah, but maybe they could have used that to their advantage with like if he had done some, something like truly shocking in the film, mm-hmm. like something very unexpected. Like if he was pretty much any other character, you know, like a bad character where maybe the whole movie you think he's a sweet guy. And then, oh, guess what? You know, he's. Picking up the hitchhiker and how he's going to shoot him. Like, <laughs> that would have. Well, okay. So, but here's the thing also, because I, I don't know if you caught it at the end. I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, like in 2000, like when it came out in 2004 or five. I yeah. didn't catch it. But okay. this time around, when I did catch it, I was like, oh, I love you. I like this. This just makes my my viewing of this a little bit better was, you know, it's, like, towards the end, so you think, like, this guy is, like, oh, you know, he seems like he's a uh, he's a pushover, in a way. Yeah. Like, because, you know, his wife is oh, kind of angry at him. Um, there's a whole lot of things happening, you know, ver- the whole black and white situation, and then next thing you know, it's, like, there's that insinuation that he's having an affair with Karen, who is helping him on his his campaign. Did you catch that when you watched it? I must not remember that. Yeah, like at the end, and he's like on the phone, and there was like, he says a complete lie. Like, she says a complete lie because she answers the phone. Uh, Sandra Bullock is calling, and it's like, oh, he's like, blah, blah. But no, lo and behold, they're not right next to each other. And you're like, oh... Okay, Gabbett, you're having an affair with Karen. What's up? Wait, did they say that? It's like literally like right there in your face. They didn't have to say it. They just had to like literally between the lines and you're like, okay. I guess I missed that one. It's like a read between the lines thing. Well, I'll have to rewatch Crash again, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you do watch it, you're going to like now try to pay more attention to the actual part and the actual conversation and what goes on. And it's like, okay, there. They're having an affair. Ah. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Subtle. So that's the only part I liked. Because it wasn't like 
directed or anything like that. It was just like, oh, okay. But yeah, so that's the only thing I liked. Very nice. <laughs> Learning something new every day. Exactly. Since this is a mini episode, um, um, any closing thoughts on Crash that we've talked about for a little bit here? Well, you guys have pretty much already heard everything I have to say about Crash, and those are my thoughts overall. So, what about you? Well, if anybody's still listening, hello, how are you? Thanks for sticking with us until whatever, 30-some minutes into it. We really appreciate it. Yes. Go back and listen to our old episodes. Um, yes. Crash. I like Crash. The more I think about it, the actual what happens in the movie... Yeah, you can convince me it's not a great movie if you really break it down. But when I watch it, it all happens so fast. So many actors, so many different storylines. I can't help but enjoy it. Um, now, looking back at it, rewatching it, I might have a problem because Carla's kind of explained why she doesn't like it and her just hatred for this film. <laughs> it's pretty strong. I mean, she'd rather watch Dudley Do-Right for 24 days straight, 24 hours a day. Yeah, I much have that in repeat. And which I watch that's it. that can't be right, but whatever. I also just realized something, which isn't going to be a happy thing for our listeners. But I'm drinking out of a water bottle. My dad gave me this water bottle. He got it for free somewhere, maybe at the movie theater. Uh -huh. But it says Dwayne Johnson on it, and it says skyscraper the movie. <sighs> it's just one of those things. Let's face it, if they had Brennan Fraser water bottles for sale at the movie theater, I'd buy them. You'd buy I them I think everybody all. would. Yes. But sadly, we just have <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> it's just the world we live in. I mean, it just says a lot. Like, The Rock is everywhere. He'd probably do Crash too. Oh, my God. Don't put that out in the universe. Or Dudley Do-Right, too. What if he, you know, what if he did uh you know how they're doing all these redos of, like, movies? What if he ended up doing George of the Jungle? Stop it. No. No. He you, would know how, you know how mad I'd be? I would boycott this. I would I would email every person I could imaginable. I'd be like, how dare you? Who asked for this? Oh, gosh. Here we go again on one of our The Rock side rants. So we're, we're going to stop that right there. Um Let's see. Sorry we've been MIA, but we're sort of back. I'm pretty sort sure. We'll... We, we say that often, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the holidays, so we're kind of busy. So hopefully, what, come January, we'll pick it back up. Sure. Right? Or try to. We'll see. Oh, my God. This is all Daniel's doing. Pretty much. Guys. I'm too busy. So if you're listening at this point and you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. Even Please. if it's negative, that's fine. We don't care. Yes, we like reviews. Please, if you do have us on iTunes, leave us a review. We need them. Yeah, whenever we have a new like rating, star rating, or review, we, we both you know get really excited because it's great to know that people actually listen and then also want to take the 30 seconds to go to iTunes and rate us. We really appreciate it. Yes. All right. Well... Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode, and also if you're just a newcomer, please listen, go back and listen to our, what, other 13 episodes? 12 or 13, yeah. 12 or 13 episodes, and yeah, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can email us at bfraserpodcast at gmail.com. 
Goodbye. Bye.